Well, good morning. Great to see you all. Hey, before I get started here, um, I just want to let you know that today is four years to the day that we held our very first public service here at Connect Church. Actually, that's, that's not entirely true. September 8th was our very first service, but this weekend, this Sunday, is, uh, is the four-year anniversary. And um, just this morning, I was sat here, uh, you know, worshiping and just thinking about all that God's done in the last four years. And I'm just amazed. I remember that first Sunday, just a small group of people here in the middle and how it's grown. And now we're two services on a Sunday morning. Um, just countless, countless stories of Jesus changing people's lives. And the truth is that, you know, we watched that video earlier from Nick, uh, part of Team Connect. And, and um, I shared with some of our uh, volunteers this morning, we really could not do this without the wonderful men and women and young people who show up every week uh, to make this happen. Uh, I remember this time last year on our third anniversary, we were thrilled to announce that the Connect Center was uh, going to be a property that we're going to be able to start using throughout the week. And for those of you who like, just don't like walking, uh, and, but you want to watch the parades, we're going to have like a big area set up outside the Connect Center because it's on the route. Uh, we're going to have some popcorn set up, and we're going to have some um, waters to give out. So that'll be a great spot if you want to hang out with Connect folk there in front of the Connect Center. If you want to walk, you're welcome to walk too. Uh, but so exciting what we've seen happen. And I, honestly, I, there are some things coming up here in the next few months just I am so, so excited about, about what God is continuing to do here at Connect Church. And uh, as thrilled as I am to look back and reflect and thank God for the last four years, I am just so excited because I honestly believe that God's kind of saying to us, hey, you haven't seen anything yet. That there are some great things coming, some amazing stories we're going to be able to tell, and some people, some friends of yours, neighbors, who maybe still at this point don't know Jesus, aren't attending a church. But a year from now, as we celebrate our fifth anniversary, they'll be here because of what God's doing in this community. So, so thanks for all of you who've played a part in the last four years. It's just great to see what God has been doing. So we're going to start a new series here this morning. It's called Hear. And uh, how many of you have ever had a hearing test? Anyone ever actually had to have a hearing test? Okay, a few hands went up there. Um, I don't know if you know this or not. So when you have to have your, uh, your eyes tested, if, if they come back and it's, you have perfect, vi- perfect eyesight, what's that called? That's called... 2020 vision. That's right. So, did you know that when it comes to hearing, there is also a phrase? Anyone know what that is? Yeah, no, I didn't either. But uh, I did learn it this week. So, it's, it's, um, it's zero decibels at all frequencies. Okay, zero decibels at all frequencies. That's to, that is to hearing what 2020 vision is to, to see in. So, there you go. So, um, if you hear well, then maybe you have zero decibels at all frequencies. So, um, You've learned something here at Connect this morning. That's great. That's different than most weeks. But this morning, you've learned something new. So um, now, I'm fortunate. I have great hearing, okay? My hearing is really, really good. Um, although I do have a little bit of a condition um, I've discovered, and that is that I can hear pretty well, but there's this certain frequency, and I just can't hear it. You know how like sometimes dogs, they can hear things that we can't? You can blow that imaginary, well, it's not an imaginary whistle. It's a real whistle that you blow, and it makes this sound that you can't hear, but dogs can hear it. Well, I've got this condition where I can hear the TV and I can hear music, but there's this frequency that I just can't hear. I can't hear it. 
And it's, it, you may say, well, that doesn't sound too bad. Well, the problem is that um, in my house, unfortunately, um, when Casey asks me to do something, for some reason, that's the frequency at which she speaks. And um, it's a problem. It's, you know, she'll, she'll come home and she'll just go, Dave, the mail's still here. I told you this morning to take that to the post office. It's got to go out today. I'll say, no, you didn't. she said, I did. And I've realized that it's the frequency in which she's speaking. So we're going to get Casey checked out, and uh, hopefully we can resolve this issue, and, and everything will be okay after that. See, sometimes I run by Casey what I'm going to talk about, and other times I don't. So this, was, this is one of those times I didn't. So the truth is here, your hearing may be good, but especially some of us guys, our listening isn't great. And right now, spouses are nodding, going, yes, that is true. Because we have distracted lives, don't we? There's all sorts of devices demanding our attention and, and people can be talking to us and we can see their lips moving. Maybe we even hear them, but we're not truly listening to what they're saying. We're not truly hearing what they're saying. Now, in this series, I want to share something with you and that is that God, God himself wants to speak to you. He wants to speak to you on a regular basis. The relationship that, that you can have with him involves not just you singing on a Sunday morning and you praying, but actually him responding and speaking to you. But I wonder how many of us, A, are aware of that, or B, truly hear what it is that he's saying to us. Because imagine what that could be like. Imagine facing a difficult decision and hearing his advice. Facing the challenge in your life and, and hearing the words of encouragement that he has for you. Being fearful and hearing his words of reassurance. Imagine what that could be like day in, day out. Jesus was talking about this. Um, John, one of the four writers of Jesus' life, he, he tells this account of Jesus himself speaking, and he's talking about um, himself being like a shepherd. Jesus is likening himself to being a shepherd, and that the we, his followers, are sheep. And, and he says this, he says, The one who enters through the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep recognize his voice and come to him. He calls his own sheep by name, and he leads them out. After he has gathered his own flock, he walks ahead of them, and they follow him because they know his voice. Jesus is saying here that like a shepherd whose sheep know his voice, God the Father wants to have the kind of relationship with us where we know and recognize his voice. Where we can live our lives, not just blindly walking, hoping that we get things right, but actually we can tune into the voice of the God who loves us and created us and hear his voice guiding our lives. I really believe that God wants to speak to us, not just every now and again, not just on our birthdays, but on a regular basis. God wants to speak into our lives and our situations. And we're going to talk about that over the next three weeks. But this morning, I kind of want to set the foundation for this idea of what it looks like to hear from God. Because to hear from God, I believe that there are some, some kind of conditions that have to be in place. And, and here's what I mean by that. Do you know, um, if you're into science, you'll know that for fire to work, okay, for you to have a fire, you need three things, okay? I'm sure all of you knew this, okay? But the three things that you need are fuel, oxygen, and heat. Fuel, oxygen, and heat. You can have fuel like a pile of wood, and you can have oxygen, but without a, um, any kind of heat, without a match, you've got no fire. 
You can have oxygen or you can have a flame, but if there's nothing to burn, you've got no fire. The three have to exist together to create that fire. And I think when it comes to hearing from God, there are some conditions in our own lives, in our spiritual lives, if you want, that have to be in place if we want to be able to hear God speaking to us. See, the truth is, if you're married here this morning, the same is true. If you, if you want to communicate, ladies here this morning, if you want to communicate with your husbands, there are some conditions that have to be in place. I have this chair in my house. It's my favorite chair. It's this big, comfy leather recliner, and I'm kind of sitting back there in case I sit on the couch opposite me, and she knows that if she wants to talk to me and she wants me to hear her, I have a habit of sitting in that chair with a laptop on one leg. I've got my phone in the other hand. She knows if those things are out, I'm not going to hear. The conditions are not right for me to hear what she's saying. She's like, Dave, you listen to me? Yeah, yeah, I heard you. Huh? <laughs> so I have to put this stuff away. Ladies, if you want to have a, a deep conversation with your husband, a deep and meaningful conversation, you decide to go out for dinner together, don't go to Buffalo Wild Wings. <laughs> Seriously, it's not a good place to go. There could be a team playing that your husband doesn't care about in a sport that he's never seen before in his life, but he's going to be transfixed on that TV. If you want someone to really hear you, the conditions have to be right. So for us to hear from God, I believe the conditions have to be right. And I think I'm going to talk about this one and just kind of set this series up. These three ideas, these three conditions of what I feel, feel will help us truly hear from God. They are these, relationship, availability, and trust. Relationship, availability, and trust. So relationship, what do I mean by that? Well, I think part of the problem that we face when it comes to hearing from God, hearing God speak to us, is that maybe we tend to come towards God with an informational knowledge instead of a relational knowledge. It's an informational knowledge instead of a relational knowledge. Here's what I mean by that. If I'm looking for information on a subject, there are a lot of places I can go to find information if there's something I don't know about, there's a lot of ways I can Google or get online or I can research and I can find information. Many of you right now are building fantasy football teams and uh, you need information on your players. So you can go online, you can find stats and you can do a quick search. You can find out if this guy's a good thrower or a good catcher or a good hitter. You can probably tell I don't have a fantasy football team of my own, but um, whatever they are and whatever they do, you can figure out these stats just by, and I know some of you do this, you work very, very hard. I mean, this is a science to you. If you want to take a drive to Nashville, you can get on Google Maps and figure out how to get there. If you want to go to a brand new restaurant, you can get on Yelp and find out what other people are saying about this restaurant. There's lots of informational ways of finding out things. But if that's the way we're going to approach God, we're going to, we're going to miss something. If we kind of live our lives and, and we don't have that real close relationship with God, then there'll come those moments where maybe there's a decision we have to make and we're, we're kind of facing a crossroads in our life and we're thinking, oh, maybe I should ask God. Maybe, maybe God should um, kind of be involved in this decision to make sure I'm doing the right thing or not. So, um, so we turn to God in an informational way. We grab a Bible and we think, okay, I've not read this for a while, but maybe now today God will speak to me and you kind of let it just fall open. We call that Bible roulette, okay? It's like, okay, God, speak to me now. And you open it up and the verse says, then Judas threw silver coins down in the temple and went out and hanged himself. All right, God, not the inspirational direction I was looking for. Uh, let's try this again. We turn to Luke 10, 37. Then Jesus said, yes, now go and do the same. Okay, God, this isn't helping much because... Uh, 
That's why it's not a great way to, to ask God to speak to you in an informational way. When we're just grabbing the Bible, looking for, you know, Googling through for, for what God might have to say, but a relationship with God, a day-in, day-out relationship, that changes the way we communicate with him and he communicates with him. I'll give you a great example of this. So earlier this week, um, it was my daughter's 10th birthday. Emma turns 10 years old. So I, had two, I have two sons. Um, I celebrated lots of birthdays with them. Um, daughter's birthdays are just so much different. They just wanted to do laser tag, bowling, Chuck E. Cheese, whatever. She, she had to have, she's, she's got this whole theme for her party. It's going to be a challenge party. We're going to do a scavenger hunt. There's going to be games. And one of those games is um, the Emma challenge game. She'd written out on about 15 note cards questions about Emma. Okay, and her friends had to determine if they knew the answers to these questions or not. So the night before, she tests me. She gets the note cards out. And she starts asking me these questions. She starts to ask me questions like um, her favorite color. I said, mint green. She said, that's right. She said her favorite city that she's been to. I said, Paris. She said, that's right. She said her favorite emoji. I said, easy, the poop emoji. <laughs> that's right. And she's going through these cards, and she's amazed at how many of them I'm getting right. She's like, how do you know all this? I said, Emma, I've been hanging around with you for about 10 years now. I know a lot about you. Relationally, I know a lot about you. Now, she did stump me on one of them. She asked her, I, uh, what her favorite animal was. So I took a couple of guesses, but apparently this is a new one. It's a snow cheetah. This animal doesn't exist, but if a cheetah and a snow leopard got together and had a baby... <laughs> That's Emma's favorite animal. <laughs> so. But the reason I knew the answers to these questions was because I have a relationship with Emma. God wants us to have a relationship with him, spend the kind of time with him that we spend with our loved ones. Because as you invest that kind of time, as you invest that kind of relationship into someone, you get to know them better. I believe that the way you know God's will in specific situations is because you come to know him relationally. He goes from being an informational God to a relational God. You know him because you spent time together. You know him because you're in a family relationship with him. You love him. And over the years, you start to, to find yourself in situations where because of your relationship with him, you just kind of know what it is he's saying to you and how he's speaking to you. So relationship is important. And like all relationships in our lives, that's not just a switch you can flick. That's something that, that takes time. Some of you, you've been a part of a relationship with God for many years, maybe all your life. Some of you, you're here this morning, and this relationship is brand new to you, and that's okay. God is dying to get to know you better. He wants this relationship to grow, and as, as much as you love him now, as much as you feel his love in your life, you're just scratching the surface. There's so much more of God that he wants you to, to experience in his lives. But with relationship comes availability. Availability, I think, is our second condition if we really want to hear from God. You see, availability is us making it a priority in our lives to go to God regularly to build that relationship. It's saying, I'm going to make this a priority. You might remember Luke tells of the time when Jesus went to visit two ladies named Mary and Martha. 
And he spent some time in their house, and they were very excited that he was coming. And, and Martha, um, knowing that Jesus was coming, she decided, I'm going to spend a lot of time making the house look right. And she was very busy getting everything ready and cooking and cleaning and doing all this stuff. Meanwhile, her sister Mary was just sat at the feet of Jesus, just sat there spending time with Jesus. Now, Martha, she was kind of a bit upset about this. She said, Jesus, you need to talk to Mary. There's a lot around here needs to be done. There's some busy work needs to be done, and she's sitting there doing nothing. Listen to how Jesus spoke to Martha in Luke chapter 10. He said in verse 41, My dear Martha, you are worried and upset over all these details. There is only one thing worth being concerned about, and Mary has discovered it, and it will not be taken away from her. I don't think Martha was in trouble there. I don't think Jesus told her off. I think he just very kindly and compassionately used this as a teachable moment to say, Martha, my dear Martha, Maybe he's speaking to you this morning. My dear son or daughter, I know you're busy. I know there's some really important things going on in your lives, but you're going to have to discipline yourself to take some time, to press the pause button, to spend some time at the feet of Jesus. I feel like we are busier now in in our culture than we've ever been. We have all these amazing devices and gadgets that are meant to help us get more organized and free up our time, and they end up making us busier and busier. And you meet people who say, how's it going? Ah, oh, crazy, hectic, busy, my life's crazy. I think we're always going to be busy. I don't think that's going to change. And we may not always be able to control our level of busyness, but I think we can choose our priorities. I think we can, in the midst of our busyness, make a decision over what's going to be a priority in our lives. Do you know, it's amazing. When you read through Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John as they tell the accounts of Jesus' life, several times you hear times where Jesus would get up very early in the morning before things had got going, before the day had got busy, and, and he'd go alone. He'd, he'd go off and he'd spend time alone speaking to God, speaking to his Father. I believe Jesus was the Son of God. I believe Jesus was God in flesh walking on this earth. And if he, if he had to make himself available to spend time with Father God, how much more so should I? How much more so should I make it a discipline, make it a habit to say, I'm going to make myself available. I'm busy, but this is going to be a priority. You're going to have to choose availability over distraction. It's not going to come naturally. It's not just going to happen. You're going to have to make that choice to choose availability over distraction. I was at the blend recently one afternoon, and a friend of mine who comes to connect, he showed up, and I saw him grab a drink and sit at the table near me. It was probably about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, so I knew he was probably done with work for the day, but uh, for some reason, I stopped to grab a cup of coffee before headed home. So he led across, and we chatted for a bit, and I teased him a bit. I said, you stopping in for a bit of peace and quiet before you head home, getting some? He said, actually, I am. It's been a crazy day, he said. They had some stuff going on at work and some stuff with the family, and he just was going through a ton of stuff. He said, I just needed to, before I went home, I just needed to spend a bit of quiet time here, just kind of collecting my thoughts. Now, he doesn't know this, but as I went to leave, I I walked past his table. I kind of looked over his shoulder, as I do with all of you when I see you out in public. (laughs) I see you. He had a journal out, a leather journal, just sitting there with his writing in. His phone was open, and his phone was open on the Bible app. I think it was Psalms. I couldn't see which one. I was really trying, but I was. (laughs) 
But just as I walked by, I saw he was just sat there, just with his Bible open, a journal. And it just impressed me so much. Because I know this guy, and I know how busy he is, and I know how much he's doing, but he just knew that I need, this needs to be a priority. I need to, you know, I've got a family at home here, I've got a busy day at work, but I need to take just a little bit of time here, just for myself, just to connect with Father God who loves me so much. Because if that relationship's going to work, I'm going to have to create some margins of availability. I'm going to have to make myself available. And I think all of us sitting here this morning think, ah, I need to do that. But the difference is, isn't it, between knowing that we need to do it and actually doing it, actually making ourselves available. Here's the last thing I want to talk about this morning, because relationship, availability, they're both very important, but I think trust comes in as well. And here's what I mean by trust. Let me explain what I mean by trust. Over the coming weeks, you're going to discover that we can hear from God in many different ways. God speaks to us through so many different ways, through creation. I know people who just go for a walk in a beautiful environment, and they just see the splendor and majesty of God. They connect with God through creation. Some it's through people, through discussions, through his Holy Spirit just speaking to you. It could be through teaching in an environment like this. You just, you know, I've had people come to me and say, Dave, when you shared that's when I felt like God was speaking just to me. It could be through art. I've, I've known situations where I've watched a movie and I've, there's something that's going on in my life and I felt like God is speaking to me through the, the, the moral of this movie that I'm watching. So many ways that God can speak to us. But one of the greatest ways that God chooses to speak to us is through his word, through the Bible. For 2,000 years, we've had this, this collection of, of writings from these different people. We're going to talk about this more next week about the Bible itself. But God chooses to use that to speak to his people. But here's the thing. I think that hearing from God through his written word every day is the best way. Hearing from God through his written word every day is the best way. Paul himself, he was writing to a young man by the name of Timothy. He said that all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. That's what the Bible can be for us. For training in righteousness. Did you know that at Five Points, there are guys and girls who are on staff there, who work there, and it is their job. They're, they're personal trainers. That means that they get paid for a living to train you and me to get fit and to, to build our muscles and, and whatever it may be. That, that, that's their job. Now, some of you are going to be surprised to hear this morning. I don't actually have a personal trainer. I know. You're like, seriously? That just came naturally? Yeah. <laughs> That's actually not true. I have had a little bit of help from Ronald McDonald, Colonel Sanders, um, <laughs> General So. Um, <laughs> I probably need a personal trainer in my life, a physical personal trainer, but the reality is that every one of us has access to a personal trainer for our spiritual lives. That's what Paul's saying here to Timothy. When it comes to training and righteousness, when it comes to teaching, you can read through the Bible and God can teach you different things about how to live as a husband or a wife, as a, how to behave, how to treat your loved ones, how to treat your enemies. It can be used to rebuke and to correct. Sometimes you'll read, you'll be like, ah, that was hard to read that passage. It's like God was speaking just to me because I know that I struggle in that area. You kind of want to flick through some of those pages sometimes, don't you? Because you know what he's going to say. But by reading this book, I can hear about God personally. 
He can speak to me. But this brings me to this third and final condition to hear from God, and that's trust. Because when we open our truth source, when we open the Bible, we have to trust that his word is true, that it's alive, that it's relevant to me, that God's going to speak to it, speak to me through it. And for some of you this morning, trusting the Bible, that's easy. You've, you've grown up all your lives reading it. You read it to your kids. It's, you have no issues with it. But I know there are some of you here, maybe you're new to the church, maybe still for you this is like kind of that final hurdle before stopping you from diving completely in. And that's that as you look at this book, there are some things that you just can't, you have a hard time with. It could be as simple as, you know, the, the creation story. The, you know, as you read Genesis, it says the earth was created in six days. And you're like, I just, I can't wrap my head around that. That guy who was eaten by a fish and then three days later he was thrown up. I mean, that's just, that's kind of weird. I struggle with that. So you're telling me that if I'm going to read this book and if God's going to speak to me through it, I've got to just throw out all my objections. I've got to throw out all of my questions. And I've just got to take it at face value and read it. Well, I'd say no, no to that question. I think it's okay to have objections. I think it's okay to have questions. And I'd love to see you wrestle those a little bit with God. Try to figure those out. Maybe talk to other people and say, how do you, how do you understand that God said this, but then this happens? And, and maybe work through that. But here's what I want you to do. So through this series, over the next three weeks called Here, I want to ask a favor of you. Would you do this for me? Just for three weeks, just for three weeks, would you put those objections those struggles you have, would you put them on the shelf just for a second? I'm not saying get rid of them, but just for this series, put them on the shelf and start to read this book and trust that God wants to speak to you. Because I think some of those objections, some of those struggles we have, they become barriers and God wants to speak to us through his word. But because we have a hard time with this part of his word, we can't, he won't, we can't hear him through another part. And God wants to speak to you. He wants a relationship with you. He wants you to make yourself available so he can speak to you. But it may mean for some of you, you're going to have to trust him and say, okay, God, I'm going to jump into this. There are still a lot of unanswered questions I've got here. There's still a lot of things here that I just, but I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to trust that you want to speak to me through this collection of writings that followers of you over the span of over a thousand years wrote down, I'm going to trust God that you're going to speak to me through this book. And here's how together as a family here at Connect, we can do this. So in a real practical way, I want to give you guys some help over this next three weeks in this series. So the last series we did here at Connect was called Move. And we were talking about how God wants to move us from where we are to, to where he wants us to be. And sometimes that can be great to understand theoretically, but it's like, God, how does that work? Where do you, I, I know you want me to move, but where am I to move to? And I feel like by, by doing a series like that, I'm kind of setting you up a little bit because unless we really are able to hear from God, we may not know where we're meant to move to. God, I, I want to move, but where do you want me to move? How do I know? I need to hear from you. So over these next three weeks, we're going to try and work together at finding some, some, some ways that we can hear God speak to us. We can hear God direct us. So knowing now this morning, as I said, the, uh, the Bible, the scriptures are one of the greatest ways that God can speak to us. We've set up a three-week reading plan. It's a three-week Bible reading plan that you can, and here's why I love this idea. We've done this a few times before at Connect, but we can all do it together. 
So we'll all be reading the same passage of Scripture every day. There'll be some questions afterwards that you can kind of read along, and, and, and maybe it'll kind of get you to think a little bit more about it. There's a few ways you can get involved in this reading plan. You can just go to the website. It's connectwashington.org forward slash reading plan. You can get there on your phone or on your laptop. If you can't be bothered to remember all those letters and forward slashes, then all you have to do is text the word PLAN to 309-889-005. If that's too many numbers, you can open up your Connect app and just hit the button that says Bible, okay? That'll take you there. If not, I'll just come to your house. I'll bring a Bible. (laughs) I want to make this as easy as possible for every one of you over these next three weeks. Now, full disclosure here. I think this is a great exercise. I think it's going to be great. So tomorrow's reading, tomorrow morning, we're going to start with Psalm 119, 119, okay? It's a great psalm. It talks all about the Word of God. It talks all about how great it is that God wants to speak to us through His Word. It's also the longest psalm in the Bible, okay? So you've got about 10, maybe 15 minutes reading tomorrow morning, So I don't want you to check out, okay? They're not all going to be like that. We really kind of started big. And if you can make it through tomorrow morning, you'll make it through the rest, I promise, okay? They don't, that is literally the longest chapter in the Bible, and you will read the longest chapter tomorrow. But it's all about the Word of God. It's this amazing psalm, and the psalm writer is kind of written like a poem. And every single verse, if you read it tomorrow, every single verse says something about the Word of God. It's like a lamp unto my feet. It guides me. It's, it talks about scriptures. It talks about the word. And, and I feel like as you've read it, it'll kind of inspire you that this is a wonderful thing that I have access to. I can hear God speak to me through the letters in this book, through the writings in this book. So you're going to have to make some time available. You might have to get up a bit early. You might have to press pause on the Facebook updates and the news reading just to to spend a little bit of time doing this first. You might have to trust. You might have to say, God, I'm going to have to trust you here because I've still got a lot of concerns about this, a lot of objections about this, but I'm going to trust you that you want to speak to me personally. And understand this. God speaking to you personally has no bearing on how long you've been following him how good of a person you are. God wants to speak to every single one of us wherever we find ourselves. It's not a merit thing if I've behaved well enough or if I've been good enough or if I do enough good things, then I might. God wants to speak to anyone who's willing to listen, willing to make themselves available, willing to say, this is a relationship I want to invest in. I don't want this to be informational knowledge. I want relational knowledge. Let's pray together. Father, As we jump into this short series where we're going to discover that we can hear from the creator of the universe who created all things but loves us all so much that he wants to speak to us personally. That you don't want to just give a general message to mankind, which you do and that's great, but you have specific things that you want to say to us in our situation right now. There are some of us who are struggling with some fear and you want to speak some calm and peace into our lives. There are some of us who are struggling with some some doubt and you want to speak some assurance into our lives. We can hear from you that you are with us, that you will not leave us or forsake us. Lord, speak to us, I pray, over these next three weeks. I pray, God, that this will be a series that when we come to the end, people will be sharing stories with one another of how they, they heard God speak into their situation. 
We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.